News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Uh, can we start with the news of the day, Taoiseach? You are considering a major overhaul of the planning system today. What's going to happen? Well, basically, the uh, Minister Dara O'Brien will bring to Cabinet tomorrow um, the biggest consolidation, uh, streamlining and simplification of the planning system in 22 years uh, to our Cabinet. Uh, the Minister with the Attorney General, the Department officials and the Attorney General brought in a team um, over a year ago with the purpose of consolidating our planning position, streamlining it, with a view to making it more effective, to, to have more timely planning decisions, uh, to deal with the housing crisis and also to deal with the climate crisis, particularly in the context of the need for offshore wind uh, over the next number of years. And we simply have to accelerate offshore wind provision if we are to eliminate our dependency and reduce our dependency in the next 10 years on fossil fuels. And basically, there there is a view, and I would, I'm of a view that both housing and infrastructure and particularly the climate issues are ones that we have to move faster on uh, and we have to become more efficient and timely uh, in respect of, 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 of those issues. And that, that's essentially what this bill is going to do. It will reform Board Planola uh, to a planning commission. County development plans will move from uh, six to ten years to give greater certainty and stability for the long-term planning of a given area and particularly major planned housing developments. There will be strict timelines uh, for planning decisions at all levels, including on Board Planola. So if you put in your application, you should have an expectation and, 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 this, and from now on there will be an obligation that you will have a decision within a time frame. Uh, and a new judicial cost system will also be introduced. Parallel with that, the Minister for Justice has uh, announced already the decision of, of government uh, for the establishment of a planning and environmental court to speed up decisions um, in, in respect of judicial okay. reviews. All, all very all very positive measures. I suppose the really contentious one is the one you haven't mentioned that residents associations will be barred from taking high court actions against planning decisions. Is that an infringement of their democratic rights do you think? My, my understanding that's not actually in the major planning bill but rather that refers to an amendment that Dara is bringing forward in respect of giving exemptions to housing developments on public lands where which are already zoned for housing. Um, and that's an, an immediate measure uh, that he's introducing that he would have announced last week as an amendment to the Board Plan All and Foreshore Bill. Uh, and of course, if we are exempting, uh, we're, we're making these developments exempt um, in, in terms of the planning system because of the um, crisis and, and, and the emergency in housing. We want to, in particular, uh, accelerate rapid build housing on public lands, both social and affordable, uh, to make sure that we maintain momentum in respect of house building through 2023 and 2024 because we we will exceed targets in 2022. That's good. Uh, we want to maintain that momentum in 2023, uh, but also we do need to pick up uh, in respect of making sure we have higher completions again in 2024 because of the fall off of commencements in the third quarter of this year as a result of the increased inflation, building cost materials and so on, which has caused uh, a certain okay. pause uh, in in the market. Which we think is this we, specific we amendment? Is this specific amendment there to tackle nimbyism? It's to, it's to, it's it's not so much nimbyism. It's to make sure that we can get housing where it's already zoned, where everybody knows there's going to be housing, uh, that we can get those houses 
uh, on public land now, just on public land, okay. um, um, built as, as quickly and as effectively as we can. And we want to really roll out rapid build housing uh, in respect of social housing. We are doing it in respect, as you know, on a pilot basis through the OPW in respect of, 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 of Ukrainian refugees. And 500 of those rapid build homes should be available early in the new year. And I think that that whole idea of um, advanced manufacturing technology and construction needs to be developed much more quickly in Ireland. Okay, uh, we're we're talking about housing. I've heard a number of interviews uh, with you on on housing recently, and uh, that the interviewer generally quotes the the, the stats here, the serious problems that exist. You defend the government's record, which absolutely is your is your right. I'm just wondering, can we go at it from a slightly different tack this morning? There, look, there are obviously huge challenges there. There's the population increases, asylum seekers coming in, uh, rising building costs, finance for builders, lack of supply of labour, and so on. So, can I ask you, what do we need to do differently to make sure there are enough houses at reasonable prices for everyone? who wants to buy one, whether it's renting or buying? Well, I think the, 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 the simple answer is that we need to build faster. Uh, our delivery mechanisms need to be faster. Um, and, and the various processes, procedures, um, and I'm not just talking about planning, I'm talking about early on in the system as well, just need to be progressed in a far more timely manner than has been the case in, in, in recent years. Now, we have made, I think, very good progress. And I think what we are doing differently in the last two and a half years is the breadth and depth of the initiative. So you're gone from Land Development Agency has now been established by the Minister. Uh, we now have the first home scheme uh, along with Help to Buy which will help young uh, buyers and purchasers. Uh, we have the Creek Conaha Fund to bridge the viability gap in terms of apartment developments in brownfield sites. We have the Project Tussig initiative from the Land Development Agency which will take over developments that are not being developed currently with a view to getting them built. So there is actually a good diversity of schemes uh, and I think we've turned the tanker around actually in the last two and a half years and I think the issue now is to maintain momentum on house building. The other area that we could do differently um, I think is, an, is a further analysis of the existing housing stock and how we can bring existing housing stock capacity into the housing market. We, we do some of that already through the tax provision in terms of people renting out their rooms for example and, uh, and, and so on and that does take pressure off the market but I think we could do more on that front. Downsizing is something uh, that a lot of people have um, have engaged in. Uh, but again, we could broaden the schemes to incentivise people and to facilitate uh, downsizing. Some downsizing, if that is their wish. Some local some form of financial incentive for people yeah. to move to smaller houses is well, that yeah. under consideration? But that's already happening. Uh, in some respects, some local authorities have been very innovative in that respect. My own local authority, Coxie. Council uh, would have been ahead of the, the, the posse in that regard about two to three years ago would have won a national award for a scheme where they facilitated people to sell their houses back to the local authority and in turn then they have rented from the local authority to, to the, the rest of their lives they've got good uh, sheltered housing accommodation in the sense that there's supports there and so on and wraparound services whilst mm. releasing uh, existing housing stock for families um, and um, that's the kind of innovative approach we probably need to see in a, not probably we do okay. need to see on a larger scale and I would like to see local authorities across the country taking on initiatives like that 
Uh, could the solution involve some form of tax break for builders or some other form of support for builders, do you think? Uh, again, we have brought in significant supports through the Creek Conaghy schemes, both Creek Conaghy towns, which is designed for owner-occupiers in towns where you have derelict buildings. If they go in and refurbish and build them, uh, there's very substantial grants now from 30,000 up to 50,000 in, in that scheme. And likewise, then in the cities, where, which has really been the one that has stalled because builders are saying, there's a huge viability gap between the cost of building apartments and city centre sites or brownfield sites and the, uh, and the su- subsequent cost of, 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 of purchasing them. Uh, so the Creek Corner has designed to, to bridge that gap. Now, we have to see how that lands. Um, and it's early days yet in respect of that. Yeah, so, developers uh, are saying they need more. They're saying they, it, they can't afford to build. They will always say that. And I think the danger is that if you keep on saying, you know, if you don't give the existing schemes a chance to work, uh, well, then people wait and wait and wait. So I, I think there's been a range of schemes that have been introduced. We ultimately keep everything on the review, but the budget is over. Um, and and, and that, you know, there, were, there were discussions around all of this uh, in the lead up to the last budget. Uh, that Those discussions are over in respect to the budget. I think we need to get on with the existing schemes now. Um, and uh, obviously in, in the context of, of, of the next budget next year, uh, issues uh, will, will, will get reviewed. Okay. All right. So no immediate plans for anything uh, for, for builders at this point, but it is under review for for next year's budget. Well, everything is under review. And as I say, housing, we're, we're literally going at housing on so many different directions, but there is a need. There's a range of schemes there now, um, both social, affordable, that we need to get on with. I mean, the type of scheme that we saw recently in Shangana, where 600 houses will be built involving both affordable, social and cost rental. I, th- I think cost rental, which is a relatively new concept to Ireland, is one that has a lot of potential. And we are f- supporting that through local authorities and through the Land Development Agency. And I would like to see that strand, if you like, um, pick up significantly uh, next okay. year and the year after. Tisha, what would you say to, I, I'm thinking of one of our, our, our listeners, or indeed many of our listeners this morning, young teachers currently teaching in Dublin, can't afford to buy a house, paying huge rent, and then they can head off to Dubai and earn far more money and have a far better standard of living over there. What would you say to them this morning? Well, what I would say is that, that last year was the highest number of people, of first-time buyers since 2008. About 16,000 people bought their homes for the first time. And that's the highest number we've had since 2008. So we are building houses. And the Help to Buy scheme, along with the First Home scheme, gives real opportunity now in terms of affordability. Uh, that said, people will make decisions at different times in their lives, which I respect. Um, and, um, uh, and and that is the nature of, of, of the world we live in. But we are going to do everything we can for you. And, to tr- and, and supply is the answer. We just need to build, as I said earlier to you, houses um, faster. Because I do accept that this is the biggest issue facing society uh, and it's an issue that we have to deal with. We want younger people to have the right to aspire to home ownership um, and then people who can't be in a position to aspire to home ownership that we have social housing um, okay. and cost rental that's affordable uh, and that's that's the, the challenge but it is about supply and that's why the planning issue is important and that's why some of the processes within government within departments have to be re-examined with a view to accelerating the timeline between which a housing scheme is conceived and built and delivered to people. 
No argument there. Uh, one of your TDs, Cahill Crow, uh, referencing the fact that there's still uh, up to last night, up to today at least, still a hundred refugees staying in tents in County Clare despite the bitterly cold weather. He said it was inhumane to allow people to live in tents. Do you agree? Yeah, well, they're not living in they're not in tents right now, is my understanding, and I do think it's in, in this weather um, tents are not satisfactory at all. So that's the reason why um, moves are underway in terms of relocating uh, those refugees and many and some have been should, uh, should it have taken temperatures of minus six for that to happen well I mean again we, the, there is enormous pressure on the system uh, of that there is no doubt um, and the you know those facilities have been there a long long time um, but it is you know, it's not something that we want to see happening, uh, and and that's why moves are. Uh, for then, Minister O'Gorman has been very clear on that that moves have been taking place in the last number of days to relocate and to get people into more comfortable situations and warmer situations than they had been in. On a separate matter, Taoiseach, uh, Jonathan Dowdle is due to take the stand at the Special Criminal Court today. Obviously, that is a matter for the courts. But can I ask you? Are you satisfied with the responses that Mary Lou Macdonald has given to questions arising out of evidence from that trial? Well, I'm very reluctant to talk in any way about that trial because evidence has still to be given. Notwithstanding that it's, it's, it's non-jury, there's not a jury involved here. But nonetheless, I would like to see the trial take its course. I think there are very important issues will in time emanate from that trial. But on a broader level, separate altogether from the trial, I, I do think Sinn Féin have questions to answer more broadly um, in, in, in terms of, uh, of, first of all, the continued almost glorification of violence or the, the justification of appalling atrocities that have occurred. Um, and Sinn Féin's spokespeople, even their party leader, keeps on talking about uh, the, the word conflict. Um, you know, I was at the Garda Centenary Dinner at the weekend. You know, Garda were killed. Uh, Sinn Féin boycotted the state. Uh, they keep talking about uh, different political parties being in government since 1922. That's because Sinn Féin decided not to go into government. Boycotted the state, didn't recognise the courts, um, saw, saw our guards and, and army as enemies. Um, th- those are the realities. And I think what's important is that Sinn Féin have to deal with that um, in a proper um, uh, way. And, and, and because the, the, the importance of that is future generations. Uh, there is a dangerous view emerging that somehow there was some justification to what went on for 30 years in this country. There was no justification for it. And I watch on my social media feed every now and again on this day, uh, and it relates to a particular atrocity that the provisional IRA would have uh, engaged in. And you, it just reminds you of the appalling nature of those atrocities. And they can't be in any way glorified or justified, mm. because I think we, we need to say to the younger generation, politics works. Dialogue works. Engaging with people works. We never ever again want to see the gun in Irish politics. And we should we should all resolve to do that. And I think there is an onus on Sinn Féin to atone uh, for what it did in the past uh, across a, a whole range of areas. I, I, and and, and I, I understand doing that like they're, they're actually doubling down and endeavouring to sort of uh, create their own history, rewrite history 
and create a narrative that I think is poisonous in terms of younger generations. Uh, and and that's, the his, that's the historical thing. And I understand but you don't cur- want to get... it's current as well, Shane. You know, it's current. I mean, the narrative is current. OK. Well, c- can I ask you, and I know you don't want to get into and that the matter is before the courts, and we do need to be careful. Mary Lou MacDonald's response to criticisms or the issues that uh, arose said, had I even an inkling he was involved in any form of criminality, much less that what he now stands accused of, uh, he wouldn't have been within an ass's roar of me or are within Sinn Féin. Is that a satisfactory response in your opinion? Well, again, I, I did say I'd hold my counsel in respect of the trial and what transpires in terms of the evidence that gets presented at the trial until after the trial is completed. And I don't, okay. I'm not going to deviate from that, Shane. OK, all right, fair enough. Uh, there were reports, uh, uh, Taoiseach, in yesterday's newspapers that there is disquiet within Fine Gael over controversies engulfing Leo Vladker, who, of course, is going to take over from you as Taoiseach on, on Saturday. Uh, the controversy over the leaking of that confidential uh, GP contract uh, continues the emergence of a video of the Taunista socialising in a nightclub. Do you share any of those concerns that Fine Gael TDs, at least privately, are expressing? Yeah, I, I think, first of all, I don't. Uh, Leo Radker's life, my life, everyone's private life is their, is, is their private life. And I do not in any shape or form um, condone any breach of that pri- pri- privacy. Uh, and I think it's wrong, in my view, to be um, breaching that privacy in terms of taking, uh, filming p- people in a social context. Um, and I think that's wrong, uh, the breach of privacy that's involved there. And I'm not so sure there is uh, around Leinster House the degree of concern that that, that has been suggested. OK, can I ask you about the uh, upcoming uh, reshuffle? Um, you seem to be bound for foreign affairs, is that correct? Well, I think I, I admire the perseverance of, of, of uh, <laughs> media commentators and journalists. We have to ask who, who, who are moving me in a certain direction. <laughs> so uh, you do have to ask. I appreciate that. And uh, I, I have to tell Leo first and uh, Eamon Ryan, uh, we're having discussions on this and, and towards the end of the week. We wanted to avoid undue speculation um, and to focus in on, on, on the issues. I mean, the, the last number of cabinet meetings have been extremely uh, busy with very uh, significant number of memos on the cabinet relating to a whole range of policy issues. That's where the focus has to be. And I think okay. what is important is that apart altogether from personalities and who's going where or what, the policy is the key. The programme for government is the key. Uh, the three parties have a mandate from Doyle Erden to implement a programme for government. Um, and we need to implement that. Um, and, and we're determined to do it. And this is phase one of this government coming to a close, half time, so to speak. Phase two now will uh, emerge um, from the weekend uh, and the focus has to be on delivery on issues like housing, health reform, climate, education and childcare uh, and, and the broader infrastructural development of, of, of the country. And that's where we yeah, intend to maintain uh, the focus. I mean, uh, we have absolutely. a very good economic story so far in terms of the rebound from, from COVID, full employment at the moment, lowest youth unemployment in Europe. But the clouds are gathering in terms of the European market, in terms of the markets that we export into. Uh, so we have to keep a very clear focus All on right. those policy uh, issues. One last question on the reshuffle. You, you mentioned it's half time. Is Stephen Donnelly going to be playing in health in the second half or are you going to do what the Portuguese manager did to Ronaldo? Well, again, um, I, 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 I don't know how, uh, how good Stephen's soccer skills are. So I, I, whether, whether there's a good parallel there between Ronaldo and, uh, and Stephen. But, but broad, broadly speaking, uh, I'm not going to be drawn on speculation in terms okay. of the forthcoming um, uh, right. cabinet decisions. Uh, and uh, suffice to say that the focus will be on the delivery of the programme for government. 
You're finishing as Taoiseach on Saturday. Do you believe you'll be Taoiseach of this country again? Uh, again, one can't be certain what happens in the future, uh, but that certainly will be an objective, yes. Would you be interested in running for president in 2025? A lot of people saying you'd make a very good candidate for president. Uh, <laughs> I, haven't given, I haven't given that any consideration uh, whatsoever. Uh, my focus is very much in terms of uh, Doyle Erden and in terms of, of, of national politics. Uh, that's where I've always been uh, and that's where uh, I will continue to, to maintain my focus on. Okay, can I ask you, as just again, uh, you're, 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 as I say, coming into the final days of Taoiseach, just, just to finish, you, you've been generally well received as a Taoiseach, you're, I think your ratings reflect that, nobody doubts your, your, your decency, your, your character. Uh, I, I'm wondering though, is there, a, is there a criticism that maybe you've been too keen to please, to, to be all things to all men and women at the expense of being radical, of, of, of getting things done, of shaking things up. How would you respond to that maybe perceived criticism? Well, I don't think I am all things to all people. And um, in the first instance, and uh, we have taken decisions and I would argue that the decisions on climate um, the decisions on um, in, in relation to housing are radical um, and fundamentally coming through covid uh, required very radical decision making, quick decision making, um, and I think we demonstrated that. Um, and I, as teacher with my colleagues, demonstrated that over the last two and a half years. Is that what I you're never, most proud of, as teacher? I've never been afraid to take um, radical decisions throughout the different ministries I've been in, because my view is, and I, I've said this to all ministers, it's a wonderful honour to be a minister or to be a Taoiseach, and you can't hang around, um, and you've got to move. I believe um, with speed. Uh, to get things done because the system has uh, a great capacity to to <laughs> slow you down uh, in respect of initiatives and issues that you want uh, delivered and, and, and progressed. And you, okay. you, you may detect, that, and many people who work around me know, there's always an impatience with me uh, in terms of moving from concept to delivery. Taoiseach, Michal Martin, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Thank you very much indeed, Shane. Yeah. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.